any gift at all from him? Any gift that was that had a had a randomness to it? Any gift was called a hand painted cucumber. <laughs> There's no reason. <laughs> There's zero reason. That's also code for jerking off, I think, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I call it. What do you call it? <laughs> that's what everyone calls it. What's wrong with you? Yeah. What are you, some kind of weirdo? <laughs> I call it twice on Sunday. Like he said, welcome to Ear and Loathing, where finger blasting will always give you a big orange. <laughs> FB. <laughs> Try to figure that out, folks. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, you you all get to enjoy uh, the, the remnants of our conversation before we go on air. So usually <laughs> makes zero sense to anyone but us. And sometimes not even to us. No, like this time. <laughs> so we are Ear and Loathing. We are a podcast full of guys who happen to be, oh, nothing, number one rockers forever. And don't you ever forget it. I am joined by the Foxy Moppy List. <laughs> Media darling, why don't you say hello to the people? Hi, I'm just uh, sitting here in my uh, supply closet, hand painting some cucumbers. Hey. <laughs> I'm George White, and I'm Foxy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, calling... From the North Star. He's my North Star. He also, I believe, is George's North Star. Last time George and I talked about it behind his back. <laughs> and he is, of course, Fridgy's North Star. You know what? He's horning in on George's action. <laughs> Why don't you say hello? Baringa! Good time like me ain't got no business singing the blues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't. None. All right. Hey, well, we are here on episode 54, about to disco dance our way into your hearts. That's right. We're going to Bianca Four. all over this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bianca and Andy Warhol's coming in with some of his right. bullshit. Oh, shit. There's Halston. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the bathroom with Brooke Shields and a young Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know, Halston had the good fucking good coke. Oh, like, like the, the best like coke. Crazy, he like, had model coke. Yeah, he got it from a dentist. Like, they knew what was up. Yeah. yeah. European dentist. Belgium. Merck. Is it the Merck stuff, I think? Yeah, right. The heavy yeah, stuff, yeah. He had the best shit. No doubt about it. No doubt about <laughs> it. There's no city in his Coke. No. no there's no, no city, whatever that is, yeah. baby laxative, or there's none of that. None of it. None of <laughs> no, it. No, it's just pure fucking Colombian marching powder. It is. <laughs> Fucker still yes. got it, like, stashed away in old loafers that his family kept of his stuff. Loafers, yeah. right. Yeah. It was in his loafer. The loafer Coke. <laughs> <laughs> This came from his foot. I know, but it's really good. Yeah, but dude, come on, Paul bro. Stanley just did some. He has no makeup on. There's literally no downside. Does it smell like his foot? I don't know. My nose is still numb. I don't it's know. a hot wad. <laughs> so fucking episode 54. Shut the door, right. 54. Yeah. Just like the studio. Hey, look, there's Liza Minnelli. Still not looking that hot. She's a little off kilter. Maybe, maybe it's the cranberry juice. Somebody dropped something in there. <laughs> but she has on a like a like a sparkle jacket so it's cool yeah <laughs> she really married she when she found that hairstyle she said 
All right. <laughs> Me and this hairstyle are taking a lifetime journey together. <laughs> Their hair was a confirmed bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know the sad news. I'm in the torture chamber today. Your oh, pal Damon. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know what that means? I get to start off the show with my own kibitz corner, but before we go in there, we have to be given the the key and uh and shown how to how to use the security lock. Uh where where is he? Where's that the Okie Doke. Yeah, the the Okie Doke. The Okie Doke from Does he have is this Cliff's uh Airbnb? <laughs> <laughs> it's Clem's actually, but yes. Oh what Cliff, right? Okay. Yeah. No, but Cliff Sorry. stayed there a lot of times. Yeah. You know he does he's a trying to get to Indianapolis. He's trying <laughs> to get to Indianapolis and he just keeps getting bartending jobs. <laughs> right. And knocking up chicks nationwide. Knocking up chicks. <laughs> Glove up, dude, please. All right, Clem, well, give me that memo that you leave on the table for people when they come into your Airbnb. Hi there. Welcome to Kibitz Corner. <laughs> Make sure and sign the guest book. <laughs> <laughs> we like to send out a mailer. <laughs> and by the way, in the guest book, there's just a lot of X's because nobody can write. There's just X's. There's no sign signatures. It's X. There's no more no tell fucking motel than than Clem's place, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so what are, what are you going to do inside now that you've got you're in the hallowed halls, Damon? What are you going to yeah. do now that I'm in? I, I wonder if you'd like to join me on this journey. Mm. <laughs> Rockets. 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 Get more boats. Rakits. Yeah, Rakits. Get mo, bros. <laughs> Get mo. It is, of course, brackets. It's a brackets oh. session where we... Very excited. Take a bunch of stuff and whittle it down, just like Clem the, with his whittling stick. We're going <laughs> to whittle it down to one. Now, before we start... <laughs> before we start... I'm just going to read you a long list, and it's going to make sense. No judgment need be uh, presented here. Let's just listen for a second while I go through this very long list. All right? Mm -hmm. This is leading into brackets, just for the record. Brian Adams, Allison Chains, America, Anthrax, Asia, Bad Company, Badfinger, Beck, B-52s, Black Crows, Boston, Joe Cocker, Phil Collins, CSNY, that would be Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, uh, Devo, Dio, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, Foreigner, Peter Frampton, Jay Giles Band, Grand Funk Railroad, The Guess Who, Billy Idol, NXS, Iron Maiden, James Gang, Chains, Addiction, Jethro, Tull, Kansas, Lenny Kravitz, Huey Lewis on the News, Meatloaf, The Monkees, Motley Crue, Motorhead, Harry Nilsson, Oasis, Ozzy Osbourne, Ario, Speedwagon, Scorpions, Smashing Pumpkins, Soundgarden, Billy Squire, Stone Temple Pilots, Stray Cats, Sticks, Super Tramp, Three Dog Night, Toto, Weezer, and Weird Al. That is a long <laughs> list of musical artists, is it not? It in is alphabetical order. Yes, <laughs> that's a list of luminaries who are not in the fucking rock and roll hall of fame. Okay, brutal. And we've discussed all of them, I think. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And whether you like those bands or not, they all deserve to be in, sure. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is a uh, a brackets, and uh, it has its own kind of like little subcategory, and it's called this. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> we today are going to make room for one of those fantastic artists by getting rid of someone who is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ah. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. The beauty of Get the Fuck Out, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame version, mm -hmm. is you can come up with your own and pick a bunch of people off your list. Right. What I, My list was sort of like 
either A, I hate them, <laughs> or B, why the fuck are they in here? There's a lot of reasons why these these people are on my list. And it's Damon's list. I can do whatever the fuck I want. We, yeah. And there's a lot of people in there that we can... Uh, if I just had a whole list of bands that Damon hates, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like You don't like Guns N' Roses? They're in there. Yeah, I don't... There's just like some bands where you just go, all right, I get why they're in there or not. But And of course, they're from departments. Sure. Sure. Yes. All right. It's the only way to organize things. Yeah. Come Fuck. on. <laughs> uh, okay, here goes number one. From the, if you ever wondered what it sounds like when 70s music critics have an orgasm department, <laughs> <laughs> we have the MC5 versus Patti Smith. All right. Well, I got, that's, that's easy for this kid. Okay. Uh, um, is it easy for you, George? Yeah. I, I'm going to come right down with MC5 on that. Ooh. Yeah, I, I'm going to, I, I would say Patti Smith in a second because I just, I respect her. I, I feel like about her the way I feel about Neil Young. I'm glad they're on the planet. And I fucking don't care to listen to anything that they have to do. I'll listen to Harvest and be and be full of joy because it's a pretty song. Harvest Moon. Yeah. Everything else, I'm all right, glad you're here, Neil. But yeah, I, well, can not. you go stand over there, please? <laughs> and get some conditioner in your hair or some shit? You're a multimillionaire. Take a bath. <laughs> I know. I'm begging you to get some well the balsam dog. <laughs> On my knees, I'm begging. So I would say I would say Patty can bolt out so that I can get Huey Lewis in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my argument. Neil has a new album coming out. It's called Dry Flyaway Moon. <laughs> Thank you. And plus the MC5 fucking rock fucking hard, dude. And they right, were fucking rebels yeah. rebels in, in a major really? way. All yeah, right. I well, fucking love Detroit. the MC5. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're fucking punk rock radness. George, what's your justification for booting MC5? Oh, I thought I was voting for MC5. I'm sorry. No, no. it's it's. Oh. Who are we kicking out? Get the oh, fuck sorry. out. Sorry, I yeah. was confused. I'm not very fast. I would kick out Patti Smith. Yes, I agree. Well, I don't get a vote. Of those two, yeah. Yeah, both of these bands. I mean, here's the thing. Like, all of the the people on my list are from the performers category. There's, there's, I think, three different categories you get inducted in. One is the Ahmet Erdogan kind of, like, producers and, and, and executives and stuff. And then there's the early influences. Oh, and there's also musical excellence. So that's just like session guys and stuff. But I'm on the performers list, okay? Right. I think you're missing one people that ate Jan Wenner's butt. <laughs> right. <laughs> they supped on his keister? Stuck on his, actually sucked his keister. <laughs> I mean, not a joke. Like, they sucked his keister. I said they supped. They supped on it. Like, yeah. having supper. <laughs> right. If you do both supping and sucking, you go off the nominated list and just go right into the hall. Yeah. You're just actually become a brick in one of the walls. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was choice first. Georgie and I agree. Yeah. Hey Smith, you're out, baby. I think both of them are just sort of like, in other words, like MC5 could maybe go in on like yeah, yeah. influences or something. Agreed. But everyone talks about that, but you don't know if they're serious or not. Name a song by them. No one can. No, I can't. You know, they're incredible. I mean, obviously, it's kick out the jams, but like they, 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 yeah. they, it, they, because of them, it's just the, the that's the attitude. They were more like a political movement. Yeah. I read a lot about them, and and they were just so fucking uh, punk rock before there was that. Just like right. yep. self destructive, stepping on their own dick. You know, made like when Iggy Pop at that time it was like those guys are fucking out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, right. That's you know that you're rebelling. You know, they got signed on the same. They they were like the Stooges' Big Brother band. Yeah, mm. and so they would they would drag the Stooges along to all their shows, and when they got signed. They played a show together in like some university, some crappy university, and uh, 
And they said, you got to take Iggy too. So they took him. He got a deal the same day. (laughs) (laughs) So I love them for that too. And so that's my why. King Damon would kick them both out, but you guys get to take that one. All right. From the, if no one has ever heard of you or one of your songs, do you really belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame department? (laughs) Little Willie John versus The Moon Glows. What do the Moon Glows do? I, I don't know. There's a lot of those doo-wop bands in there. It's probably there, doo-wop. Yeah, band. there's about 75 doo-wop bands. You're kind of like, can you just create a, a doo-wop category? Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah, I'll say like the Flamingos and then like a couple other acts. But the Flamingos just for Only Have Eyes is like the devastating songs. Yeah, like the Drifters. The Drifters had Benny King and, and Clyde McCoy. Right. Like you, you can kind of name their songs and stuff. There's a lot of bands they just kind of shoved in there because... In the early days, only X number of people would qualify because that had to go back 25 right. years. So they're just like, whoever put a single out, just put them, put them in the hall, you know? Who stood around a garbage can? <laughs> Fire. <laughs> but, so between the two, I chose first last time, Georgie, so why don't you go first? Especially it's fun with neither one of us. No, <laughs> zero. I have zero. I, I, the moon glows is more familiar to me. Or Little Willie, <laughs> so, little, will, little Willie John? Is, is that what you said? No, I don't yeah. even know what I've kind of that. I, I think of Willie Dixon. I don't know even Wee what Willie that is. Wee Willie Winky? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no... It's like you're speaking Chinese. I just don't yeah, know. Right. <laughs> His hit single was In My Nightgown. <laughs> His hit single yeah. was Me Play Joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So the, I looked them up and like, I, I defy you to, to hum one of these songs that are supposedly, you know, innovative singles and stuff. So, okay. So Little Willie John, that's what George said. Aaron? Um, I'll say The Moon Glows just to be uh, contrary because I have no feeling. You know what? I was on the fence, but George making sense. I've at least heard of the Moon Glows vaguely. Right, right, right. It's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know their songs, um, right. and uh, and they probably broke up like after they recorded any song. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like right, they weren't a, right. a long lasting band. It was just a bunch of guys who released one single and then they all went to college or something. So anyway, and you I'm know for George. the fact that they're playing the Morongo with Nary an original dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of their nephews is in it. <laughs> who's now also like 67 and then that's it. <laughs> All right, so little Willie John it is. Okay. From the nothing says authentic blues experience like two white boomers who rich parents sent them to private schools department. <laughs> the Paul Butterfield Blues Band versus Bonnie Raitt. Oh. So I'll go first. You went first last time, yeah. right? So I'll go first. Um Two examples of, again, I would never fucking, like, rock either one of these acts. Like, I just don't want to listen. <laughs> like, there, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Bonnie. Um, there's things about her career that I find sort of fascinating. I think it's also awesome that she's apparently the sole representative of, like, a, a rocking gal, you know? Um, but you're saying you, you want her to stay in. I want her to stay. So I, right, would, you have yeah, to, I would bounce the... I got confused. You got to say who you want to kick out. Yeah, I, so I'm going to go with her and kick them out. You're going to kick Paul Butterfield out. Yes. You, yeah. You want to know whose jams you're going to kick out? It's too many, too many stuff. Paul Butterfield, both bad bands, too. <laughs> yeah, I've, I don't really know. I, I, I've heard the words Paul Butterfield blues band. <laughs> if you played me this song, I probably would know it, but there's I don't think you would. It. I really don't. Maybe not. Georgie, I think that it's a good thing you have your uh, your pop guard on because that you, you have a poppy uh, pot, uh, mouth blues that, band. You're gonna pop the shit Butterfield, out of it. Way back here, Paul Butterfield blues band, blues, blues band, Paul Butter. Pop, pot, pop. <laughs> Got an 
my screen on. Zoom just like w- walks out the way that Aaron does during a nerd conversation. <laughs> it did, Zoom it just, did. I'm out of here. It's like, okay, I don't know what he just did, but that is not with the robot algorithm. Like, he's not speaking robot. That's neither a one nor a zero. I'm out. I'm just leaving. Um, awesome. I've never understood Bonnie Raitt or what's great about her, so I will vote. I would like Bonnie Raitt out. <laughs> oh. All right, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know who Paul, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band is either. <laughs> and the guy's a harmonica player, by the way, which any, uh, if you can just like blow and suck into something, you kind of, you're a harmonica player. Like just ask Alanis Morissette. Right. Or you make a thousand dollars a night. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like fancy. Like fancy. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, and Bonnie Raitt, I just think is so, she, she just does the same song over and over again, which I don't yes. know why that qualifies I you. Pretty, to, to, I think that's true as well. Yeah, yeah. So that somehow allows you to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but she at least has what you would recognize as hits, at least two or three that I can think Lots of. Lots of them. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going with, with Mr. Paul Butterfield and also vaguely annoying a guy who was in his, in the Paul Butterfield blues band was mike bloomfield it's too much mike bloomfield's another blues guy you always hear about and never want to hear any of his music yeah, no yeah i don't fuck those guys <laughs> so fuck anyway we have uh let's see from the keeping it real with ear and loathing torture songs we have madonna versus ll cool j oh fuck Ugh. i gotta go first right yeah it's odd to say, but I guess of those two, I would get rid of LL. I, I just—it's so hard though because they're both—they both deserve to be in. And Madonna's got so many fucking hits; it's ridiculous. Yeah, she's more of a cultural force than he yeah. is. Although he's—he is responsible for the beginning of rap as we know it. He's realer than she is. I just—it is. But I guess of the two, I'd have to say LL. What do you think, Aaron? I think it's, I think the same. I think that like, as you just said, like without him, that first record of his, along with Rick Rubin doing it, made made rap what it was from 85 to 87 or whatever the fuck it was. Yes. Everybody sounded like that record. The Beastie Boys sounded like that record. Fucking Run DMC sounded like that record before it was like dudes rapping over R&B albums. I'm going back to Cali. That's a dope fucking track. (laughs) I love that song. Yeah. yeah, but of of the two, I got it. I I agree. Same. Okay. Okay. So you guys have made your determination. I'll vote for you, Damon. Well, I think they're both wildly overrated and probably oh. shouldn't go in before like fucking in excess or something. Yep. But who am no I? Argument yeah. here. Yeah. So all right, from the oh look, now they're inducting my mom's weird luxury hippie friends from her seventies book group department. <laughs> <laughs> Joan Baez versus Laura Nero. All right. Is it me, George? It's you, yeah. Uh, I would take uh, 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 Joni, I think. Larniero is pretty cool. But, like, I'm far more aware of the cultural impact that Joan Baez had and the shit she did and was on point for in the moment, you know, courtesy of her own damn self and also because she was riding with Bob, you know. And so, so much was soundtracked by her and her associates that I, I... I guess I got to keep her and, and lose Laura Nero. Okay. George? Okay. I don't give a fuck about Joan Baez, but I don't know who Laura Nero even is. I've never <laughs> heard those two words together. That, You're out! Never, never heard it. <laughs> never heard it. Don't know yep. who that is at all. So Laura Nero's out. Sorry. All right. And that's what Aaron said too, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
from the I'm letting your lead singer in under protest. The rest of you have 20 minutes to pack up your shit and get the hell out of here, department. These are backing bands who were in, inducted separately from their singers. And they were as as performers, not as, you know, influences or, or musicians or whatever. These are they're they're fucking inducted on the same level as U2 and the Beatles, okay? The Comets, who was Bill Haley's backing band. <laughs> or the the Blue Caps, who are Gene Vincent's backing band. Please, please, God, go, go, Georgie. Fuck By the you. way, I, what I hear <laughs> I hear Blue Caps, and I start thinking about Billy Ballcap and the Christmas shoes. <laughs> I start thinking about Dynamite Pills. <laughs> exactly, that's what I was thinking. Like, I got Perks, I got Bennies, I got Black Beauties, I got uh, Blue Caps, Red Dragons. <laughs> you know, and <anyway>. Cross Tops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, same again. What? <laughs> it's the uh, the Blue Caps, which are uh, Gene Vincent's band, and uh, the Comets, who are Bill Hayes. Okay, at least band. I know who the Comets are. I've never heard of the Blue Caps. I've never heard of that. So, right, Blue Caps are out. <laughs> same. Yeah, and you guys are making my point for me. Like, first of all, who gives a fuck about any backing band, even if it's the E Street Band? I just don't give a shit about them as their own no. performer. But also, like, these guys are in, and all those bands I named are not in. That's the problem right. <laughs> with, right. with, no, with this. You. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys running out of wall space or something? What? Yeah. And it's this, by the way, it's the same thing with Joan Baez. I mean, you, valid points that she, she, you know, had some important moments in her career and everything, but she's in instead of like Ario Speedwagon or something. It just doesn't make sense to me. Why, you know, Joan right. Baez should be sort of like this long distant afterthought. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. I fucking dig Ario Speedwagon, by the way, like in a, in a legit way. I think especially like, they got some really pussy songs that really happened later, but they were like a very rocking band. Uh, they worked hard. They way. worked hard for a lot of years before they became pussies. You're right. They are like yeah. a harder rocking, consistent, consistently harder rocking version of Sticks in a way. Yep. Like, and for, on the rocking tip. Yep. And better songs too. I think. And less Broadway. <laughs> Not a sh- yeah, for real. Even though Kevin Cronin's a funny looking fella, but yeah. like he's got a killer voice, killer voice. And that dude is a fucking shredder. Roll with changes and shit. Rich Rath. <laughs> nice, George. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking great. By the way, he's my next my next category, Rich Rath. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. From the you just let them in because you wanted that one song, didn't you, department? Del Shannon, who's only known for Runaway, uh, Runaway yeah. and Percy Sledge, who's only known for When a Man Loves a Woman. Okay, that's easy for me, I think. Easy for me. Uh my turn, I think. Or yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going to take uh, Keep Dell, Get Out, Hit the Bricks, Percy. Okay. Dell had more than one song. It's true that that's the one that's known, but like he's a fucking big influence to your TP and the HBs and people like that. And like I'm sure that they think of Percy as, yeah, when the man was, was a good song, great. You're just trying to defend uh, Hats Off to Larry. <laughs> Hats off to Larry. What's what a that? weird What's song. That? It's a Del Shannon song. Oh, Hats okay. off to Larry, where like he, because he got the the songs. First of all, the song is called Hats off to Larry, and it's about a guy who's Start like, there. Yeah. he's just he's just providing support to a guy who tried hard and got the girl, <laughs> and his name was Larry. <laughs> well, it was. I I think it was because he stole Larry stole the girl from Del. Oh, so he's like, hey, look, hey, uh, being a gentleman, hats off to Larry for yeah. fucking me up. 
fell asleep while you were telling that story of the background of the song. That's off to Larry. It's a song called that. And it was the follow-up single was was hairs off to Dell because because that giant wig he would always wear. <laughs> All right, George. So Aaron said, "Get rid of Percy Sledge when a man loves a woman." Which one do you say? I'm getting rid of Dill Shannon. Oh, yeah, I'm getting, I, other than hearing from the Aaron, kind of made the point. I, other than hearing about it from Tom Petty, I don't know anything, and I, it seems nerdier to me. So I'm Percy. I'm I'm voting to get Dill Shannon out. Okay, so that means I actually get a vote for once. You do. You got to work. All right. Well, you both make solid points. Dell's probably, like Aaron said, got a little more heft to him and his career. Yeah, that's stacks of hits yeah. that matter to somebody. And of course, hats off to Larry. Just pushed me over the edge. So <laughs> that, That's the one. That's, that'll do it. So we're getting rid of Percy. Okay. Hi. All right. Yeah, I hate to see him go. I'd love to watch him walk away. You know what I mean? He's got, he's got a nice caboose. <laughs> Backfield in motion. <laughs> that's a good yeah. t-shirt. That is a good t-shirt. <laughs> All right. From the memo from Damon to planet Earth in the year 2023. It's okay. It's been decades. You could admit you were wrong. Department. <laughs> Guns and Roses versus Red Hot Chili Peppers. One of them's got to go. Maybe. Okay, I'm first, right? Yeah. That's easy for me. I, it, but It's not easy, but I'm going to kick the Chili Peppers out. Uh, um. I've been on a thing about like that's I, I need I, I'm feeling a need to have a chili peppers conversation in the same way we did the YouTube conversation. Yes, maybe no. another time. Agreed. But, and it, Agreed. And, but yep. it would be for me. It would be like I have a deep supportive bone in my body about them. Um, if you're from LA, you have to. That's like like I wear. Yep. Yeah, I mean I have a yep. pride them and Jane's yep. X. Like the ones that are just so entrenched in LA. Like I just I'm so proud and like. And also because it was happening while he was around. In the same way that Georgie, I'm sure, has like about so many acts on the strip. Like you were a part of it and like sharing the same air while this moment was happening. And it's like it means something totally different if you're part of it. It just does. But then you think of everything after Danny California and you want to choke yourself. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. Like I didn't really care for, the, for, for, for some of it. But like I, I just like a lot of it. And so it's like here's the thing. This is a bitch because I, I fucking love guns. But because of the sheer volume, there's not a big volume of guns material. Good and so point. if you just go That's material to material, yep. material to material, I got to go with the, the peps. Even, okay. but it's a bitch. It's a bitch. Yeah, up to uh, you. So up to you. Uh, up to so you, wait, guns, you're saying guns. I keep the, keep the peps and lose guns oh. because you're forcing and me I'm to. And I'm saying lose the pep, keep the guns. All right. Well, as I recall, A, Aaron didn't really enjoy his experience sharing the air with Flea that time. <laughs> yeah, he didn't smell very good. But the Trulio, the yeah. Trulio Disgracius was was playing with uh, De La Soul, and Alec and I were working the show at the palace, and uh, we were backstage, and Flea ran by us, and I could still feel the uh, patchouli and thunk uh, coming uh, uh, off of you and Flea. Just patchouli and sweat socks. Yeah. It wasn't the good funk. It, it was, was brutal. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. it was brutal. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God bless Flea. Um. And I'm also not a big fan of guys who are 60 contorting their faces and bodies in photo shoots. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's one of my pet peeves. The silly, like, it's ridiculous. I mean, they do it because Throw it's up. sort of ridiculous 
to do what we're doing. And so that's their thing. The first 75 photo shoots, it's fine. Right. I hear you. I hear right, you. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Um, you have a cock? You have a sock in your cock. Take <laughs> <laughs> off your sweaty foot. Okay. <laughs> I'm 60. <laughs> Imagine a 60-year-old man doing that. Like, he's fucking arrested and, like, he's on eight lists. <laughs> right, right, and, and right away, your net worth is $45 million. <laughs> All right, so what do you say, Damon? I, I, you're dangerously close to having to admit something. I, right. I know. I loathe both of these bands pretty much equally. Very little to redeem either one. It comes down to how much I fucking hate Axl Rose. He's just a, he's such a giant tool. Always was. Crummy singer. Uh, songs suck, and so they have to go. Okay. Well, it's up to it's Damon's list. You know, what Damon's list. <laughs> We're only kicking out one one person. We're only opening up one slot for one of our favorites. Right. I mean, even Weird Al can come in, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. over any Hell of these yeah. people. Weird yeah. Al is going to come in. Who's ever whoever suitcase? Like if Huey Lewis gets in, he's just bringing Weird Al in. Just I, I just tell you that right now, he's coming in. Yeah, okay. he's like, yeah. You don't remember when he was in the news? He used to play accordion in the news back in '72. <laughs> he did the weather. Oh, <laughs> all right. Next round, brackets. We have Patty Smith versus Little Willie John. <laughs> uh, wow. Go, George. You start the new the new rotation. Yeah, you go. I'm gonna lose Little Willie John. <laughs> Okay. Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Bop, bing, bam. Damon, you remember Mr. Voigt? I can't keep giving you the answers. Oh, yeah, right, right. My computer class where you. I was going to say, is that your shop teacher from yeah, he was this, 10th he was grade this big or something? Fella. Yeah, this big fella. He did computer and like typing classes. Big fella. Yeah. The older, older guy. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine saying that, oh, Damon. Come on, pop, 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 pop. yeah. It was it was a com- early computer uh, programming class. And, right. You know, in retrospect, I probably should have paid attention, but I was just a jackass. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't do. I didn't understand what coding was or anything. You know, so I I, I had just figured out the Battlestar Galactica handheld flashing lights game <laughs> and you just parted your hair on the side why are you interested i know in I had this? <laughs> important milestones were going on in my life well you were busy fucking finger blasting and stuff yeah, like i didn't that's have right. time to yeah, this yeah, nerd right. shit yeah so i would go i would always go up to mr void and go mr void i can't figure it out he and he and he would hand me the the answers to the thing so i could go fill it in <laughs> and he had a lisp too by the way he had the bod of <laughs> Of, uh, of, of, <laughs> like George of, Wendt. Of Dom DeLuise. Yeah. <laughs> Dom DeLuise. <laughs> and, and the, the lisp of Anthony Kiedis. That was attractive. <laughs> he, he would say, he would say, Damon, I can't keep giving you answers, you know, but here you go. <laughs> Damon, I can't give you, uh, keep giving the answers, but let me smell your fingers, please. <laughs> please Who knew we were going to do a fucking 15 minute uh, Mr. Voight chunk? <laughs> It's a barrel of it's a barrel of void. That's right. We're, That's we're all, fucking. All. We're all the way into it. Up to our armpits. We're all that in the barrel. We're just all. In. <laughs> Let's keep pulling at this thread. This is a rich mine of of jokes and gags. Okay, did we figure this out? Patty Smith versus Little Willie John. Uh, uh, yeah, we, I got sidetracked. Yeah, so D- Damon, uh, uh, Georgie, you said Little Willie's out, right? He's out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay. Here, heretofore known as LWJ. <laughs> He's gone now. Who cares? All right. Yeah, fuck him. We have Paul Butterfield's Blues Band <laughs> versus LL Cool J. Your first uh, Yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul's got to get out. Get out of here, Paul. Your, all, the, all the B's and P's. Fuck you. 
It's excessive. Paul yeah, Butterfield yeah. Blues Band out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, George is saying Paul Butterfield. Yes. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. I can't disagree with that. Okay, Laura Nero versus the Blue Caps. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh um, okay, I got a feeling about it, but it's Georgie's turn. I have no idea who either one of these things even are. <laughs> Zero. Just Making my point for me. I... Can I abstain? I don't. I have no reason no. to say. Okay, all right. Laura Nero's out, <laughs> and I vote for her to stay in because I think that there's a handful of songs that she wrote that are like big deal for like in the same way that like respected in the way that like Carol King is. Although I can't remember those songs, so of those two, I would take her. Your research in Pal Damon might have that answer for you. Mm. Um, yeah, she was a a, a great songwriter. And when I die by blood, sweat, and tears, remember that one? Yeah, all right. BS and T. Yep. And then uh, "Wedding Bell Blues" by Fifth Dimension. Everyone thinks that song's called "Bill." Marry me, Bill. You know. Oh, right, right, right. And then "Eli's Coming" by uh, Three Dog Night. I remember that. Song. Yeah. So she wrote a, a bunch of good songs. What so about she's the Blue Caps, though. <laughs> you know, they were riding fucking Gene Vincent. Like, by the way, like Gene Vincent was around for five minutes. Fuck you. Like, yeah. Whatever. So we're getting rid of the Blue Caps. Because they're also they're also playing in Morongo. Laura Laura can come back in as like a songwriter or something, you know? Sure. Right. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. Okay. Percy's I know where this one's going. Percy Sledge versus G and R. Alright, well that's easy. Yeah. Uh, you guys are, are unloading because, Percy. Yeah, we know what it is. Yeah. Uh, yes, we yeah. are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Yes, me too. All right. Coming towards the end here, we have LWJ Little Willie John versus Paul Butterfield both Bam. <laughs> Thuffer and Thuckatash. <laughs> I have a feeling about it. Uh, go, George. Again, I'm I don't really know either one of these just because of the mic pops. I'm out with Paul Butterfield Blues <laughs> <band is> out. <laughs> Same. I'm okay with that because you know, we don't know Little Willie John. I'm assuming he's soulful, has a good voice. Probably right. a good performer. No one gives a fuck about you and your white boy harmonica, Paul Butterfield. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, it's a good it's a good call, actually. Yeah. Um yeah. All right. So and then we have the blue caps versus Percy Sledge. I'll go. Uh, I, uh, get the get out of here, blue caps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I because they're because they're a backing band. I'm gonna vote for that too. Yes. Okay. And like and then when a man loves a woman is a is a great fucking number. Sure. So. Yeah. Of the two, I give a rip. Like, if they ran over my fucking dick, I wouldn't know who the fuck they were. <laughs> Ow, that's my dick! Yeah. <laughs> Ow, my dick! Yeah, don't you think, like, the second Gene Vincent stopped performing, that the Blue Caps Jeez. instantly dissolved into nothing? <laughs> yeah. So, that's right. why, why, who knows who, who's fucking voting on this shit? But okay. It comes down to two unknown mediocre bands. Paul Butterfield Blues Band and the Blue Caps, both with blue in the title. <laughs> Lots of bees. Yeah. Uh, go, George. Um, fuck the blue caps because they're a backing <laughs> band. That's it. That's yeah, all. I, that's same. all I yeah. Did. Like yeah. if yeah, if by kicking those cunts out, I can get Huey Lewis in with Weird Al in a fucking yeah. uh, uh, saxophone case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what. That's fine with me. Yay! The blue caps. Sorry, boys. Sorry, you're Bye. out. If you can somehow convince the Hall of Fame that you were in Huey Lewis in the news. At some point, and to sneak in that way with Weird Al, then you're welcome back in. But until that time, get oh here, let me we'll have Eddie say it for us. Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> and when these guys leave, when the blue caps leave, I do not like to watch them walk away. <laughs> <laughs>
You got dumb butts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I avert my eyes. <laughs> you guys got dumb butts. Aaron cannot stop leaving a room the blue caps are in. <laughs> <laughs> These, they're spread out through the party. They're in like four different rooms. Aaron. So many blue there's caps. Like, there's, a, there's double doors, a French door, a regular door, a sliding door. He keeps going out all of them until he gets to the Everything's enemy. coming up blue caps. God damn <laughs> All right, boys. Well, there you go. That was Brockeats. Great Brockeats. When we all uh, awoke to the morning sun this morning, and we were wondering, you know, God, that Hall of Fame is so crowded. And a lot of my favorite bands just can't make it in because there's just a bunch of dummies in there. But now we know who's going to leave. So would you guys say that we have fulfilled our destiny of determining that information? I've got my answer. Yeah, I have my answer. I fucking asked a question and I fucking got an answer. Shit. Yeah, that's how that works. What more can you ask for? I have my answer. I have my answer. I have my answer. How come Michael Caine doesn't call in? I know. He do any movie. Why would he call us up? He does everything. He shows up. Somebody suspect he just left a voicemail that we're going to hear about at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so that was lovely. A brockets for my pals. Love it. And, you know... You know why I named all those those bands at the beginning. I was just trying to delay the inevitable. Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not going to bullshit you, okay? I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know. But I'm going to torture you anyway. Suffering. Anguish. Anguish. Pain. Torture. All right, I am down here in the torture chamber. It's very cold, and they all I'm wearing is some some rags like Robinson Crusoe. And <laughs> and so I guess let's determine who goes first here because last week we tortured Aaron, and I think I went first with the Waffle Brothers, yes. which yes, I did. believe so means that George goes first to torture me. Correct. Yeah. Jorge Blanco. Here I go. Jorge Blanco is first. Okay. Um. Uh, this one has been uh, a really a, a ripe, ripe plum on the turd tree for <laughs> quite some time. And in the in the spirit of um, Aaron Britt's uh, venture into um, both uh, you know uh, Creed and into right. uh, what was the other shit band like that i can't think of it right now oh there's creed there's smash mouth we smash do. mouth i am in the right. same i'm right in this i'm thick in that in that jungle it's rich shit. it's a rich mind it's a rich of, mind of a shitty time. I, I can't believe this is a very uh very very dividing song um and you'll know it right away i'm gonna i i, I collected a lot of quotes that i love about it um <laughs> i'm gonna say all of them start off with um the one that um it's the equivalent of sitting in a hospital waiting room anticipating dreadful news. <laughs> oh, God. That's good. And you will know it right from the beginning and uh, roll it out and let's see what you guys think of it because some people love it. So <laughs> go. All right. Here we go. 1992. All right. Can this guy fucking go away, Tom fucking Brady? <laughs> yeah. He retired. Fuck you. Yeah, you're not funny. You're not charming. Like he's had more time for commercials. Like what? He, what, what time was he missing before? He was on every commercial there was. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Thank God, more time for commercials. Maybe we're gonna salvaging your family. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bo- both your families, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and those teeth, those teeth, Maron. You could show, like, you could show an IMAX on those on those shiny teeth. <laughs> those choppers. Maron, Maron, rabbits are, uh, Ma- you know, they're Ma- jealous. He <laughs> 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 turns me into an Italian grandmother. Maron. Maron. <laughs> All right, here we go. For all this shit. the first time I heard the song. Like, how, how often does that happen in life? Like, I was with fucking Allison Pipitone, Damon's sister. Mm. She and I lived together, shacking up, living in sin. Mm. <laughs> uh, we were going fucking somewhere in her big blue van, and this was on, and we were on, we were like passing Oxnard on that freeway, the 170 or whatever the fuck that is, uh, that shit heap freeway. Uh, I, I remember exactly. It was the middle of a fucking hot August afternoon or some shit. Did you Ugh. did you break through the guardrail and drive off a cliff? <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that the guy was. I, I was. I was bitter about his his uh, what I estimated at the time to be faux faux R and B. Yes. Yes. A lot of complaints yeah, about but, that. Yeah. So I mean, I, I you know, like that's fucking my stock and trade when I do my jackass stuff. So I don't know. Maybe he was cutting too close to the bone. <laughs> uh, for, for, for those of you out there, this is a uh, this is the Spin Doctors with their biggest hit, rose to number seven on the Billboard charts in 1992. Two princes. <laughs> okay. Wow. So this is a song I've been fascinated with for some time because I I really can't explain and a lot of and I've looked through a lot of this and a lot of people cannot explain why they hate this. But they do. And as you listen to it, it gets worse and worse. And and the thing about the, the hospital room right. is exactly right. It, the longer that you listen, the more like in a hospital waiting in a waiting room of like the longer that, that your loved one's in there, you know, it's not good news. Yeah. That creeping feeling of dread. That's how it feels. And that is just how this feels. So I'm fascinated whether the two of you, it sneaks up on you the way it did on me. <laughs> so let it roll. Here we go. I haven't heard this song in a long time, but my recollection is that he just keeps singing that line over and over again. It's the same groove the whole entire song, and the one that gets everybody, the one that bothers everyone is, go ahead now. Yeah. <laughs> just go ahead now, everyone that bothers yeah, I mean, everybody. it really feels like, what's interesting to me about it, and it's only vaguely interesting, is that it sounds like a college band in New York, specifically, or like the East Coast like the, in the way that Dave Matthews is clearly not a West Coast act. Yes. It's it just sounds like I don't know how to say it, but something something really stands out about it. And so and because of that it really reminds me of like they are as edgy as what Starbucks would allow. Like they would be played <laughs> at Starbucks loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. It's ostensibly a a, a distorted quote unquote guitar, but it it's never going to offend anybody. Not one person. No. no. Uh, let me read a quote for you guys. I think that crystallizes what Aaron is trying to say, because there's so many good ones here. Um, they were the opposite of grunge. They were pop rock for alt hippies, the gateway drug for fish. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is that. Like their whole act lives in that. That's perfect. That's a perfect description of what That's totally is. a fish thing. And when the dead are lame, when the Grateful Dead are really lame, those drummers are doing that. 
I've, it's that I, funky, I have a quote for the Grateful Dead ugh, later. <laughs> dumb. It's fucking dumb. It's a dumb place to be. And there was like a lot of people played like that at this time when they were like, if you didn't, if you weren't rocking, you had to do this. And like, this is what the Monas were fucking up against, by the way. Yeah, exact. Same Once era. again, something that the Monas weren't doing, and we were really good right now at this time. Like we we did, we had just made that EP. I think like it was fucking good. It was rocking and rad, and we were up against this like <laughs> so dumb. And there wasn't a, a, a bearded asshole in a in an Elmer Fudd fucking hat in your band, <laughs> right? When he he's got that hat with the with the danglies yeah. on it. Yes, in the video, and and then really and, butthead. And historically, I looked at this too. Was that the only really reason they got? anything was because and i didn't know this is that they were just riding on the blues traveler uh right. coattails like he was what's that guy's name john john, john popper. popper was in their band and they were all together right? and john popper found mark Barron, who was the singer of this band and invited him to write songs and hang out and and they were a, similar they were a jam band similar, they used yeah. to just jam and even they'd play together and kind of play in each other's bands and just jam they were like fish or you know, like that. Yeah. And a lot of their first records were just live records recorded of their jams. And then... Like, Blues Traveler is infinitely more interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking know. about them is the it? other day. Like, the first couple yeah. of records, like, in, in, but it's this style. It's that 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 funky East Coast, like, it really feels like you are at school in, like, Vermont, in, like, Bennington or something, and, like, mm-hmm. you're at the bar, and it's snowing outside, and this is the band. It's very there. It has no place in sunny California, even though it's a sunny poppy song. You know what I mean? It just feels like that. Yeah, I don't I, know I'm why trying I'd... to put my, I was kind of interested in just doing this anyway to, to, to both of you to help me to understand what is so fucking irritating about this. And it is. And I, I, and what crystallized it for me was that I, um, or one of the things is that as soon as I pitched the idea to Jen, it barely came out of my mouth and she went, I hate that song. <laughs> and there was no reason for and, and these guys and by the way everyone agrees these guys are good guys there there's nothing offensive about them like one of the some some guy this guy um i think his name's matt sheba from the band alkaline and he should listen to our podcast because he's just like us and he said <laughs> at least creed you know that guy was preaching religious st- stuff and then and getting his dick sucked by strippers with kid rock and there's a reason to hate him. And you know, you're like, what a fucking asshole. Fuck him. Like you said in your thing. Right. And, and but this these right. guys, there's nothing there's nothing to hate. They're okay guys. They're they're perfectly nice fellows. Yeah, it's just an annoying song. And like I think it really cause it falls into that thing that like was not hip. You would guarantee to find it at your dentist or at or you know, at Starbucks or like there was no edge about it. Every half-assed radio station could play it. Those dopey morning DJs where there's always like the gruff voice guy, the regular guy, and then the gal who right. keeps everything in order, right. you know, and they played this song and it would be the bumper on traffic and go into some dopey thing and the advertisers would love it because people would just keep it on. You know, it's like, it's shitty. It's soulless and they're trying very hard to have something. Well, let's play a little more and then I have a story currently of something that happened to me with this song and I, I will tell you. So let's play, let's play a little more of this shit first. Okay. It really is the same thing over and, and over again, it's just isn't one it? Group. It never really occurred to me how it was yeah. the same. Ooh, soulful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> he's about he's about to scat, so get ready. And I don't mean right. it's kind of shitting, but it's kind of S K A T also. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the soundtrack of Raleigh, North Carolina college kids. <laughs> it is. That's exactly, that's my point. Yeah. Like it's, and there's like nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, uh, great. Go with God. That's awesome. But it's, it's just fucking dumb. You couldn't have kept it local. Like, <laughs> Stay enjoy there. it in your frats in North Carolina and leave us alone. Agreed. Agreed. There should right. have been a, 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 like a band that played frat parties. Um, yeah. And uh, do you guys think it sounds like this? Because this is the one of the best ones I heard of all the descriptions. A fart in a moon suit. <laughs> <laughs> it just stays. It just remains. It just kind of creeps up on you into your... You're like, I farted. Oh, God, it's coming into my helmet. Oh, my God, I can't get out of here. <laughs> I think that girls liked it, too. So, like, that's the problem. And, like, girls run the show, you know? And, like, yeah. and it was... And those same kind of college girls. You know, and by the way, I got to give it up for for Matt Skiba again, who's in the band. I don't know what Alkaline or Alkaline is. The Alkaline Trio. Yeah, I get the Alkaline. Matt Skiba is this guy's name, and he does this interview right. about his most hated song, and he goes through this just like we are now, and he's like one of us. He said, "Fart <laughs> in a moon suit," and I'm like, "I love this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. You should listen to our podcast right now." What's weird to me is that this song. It isn't that far removed from like a mbop by Hanson. Agreed. Yep. Because it's kind Agreed. of the same thing over and over again. Yep. But mm-hmm. the Hanson song is good and you like hearing it. You know what I mean? It has like, a groove to it. This has a groove too, but there's something better about Hanson. I agree. You're right. Yeah. Yep. The thing is like it's checking a lot of the same boxes. It's like up tempo and it's kind of cute and clever and, and major chords it's got that and happy. Yeah, same, and, but it's just it's just annoying. It's great on you as opposed to uh, gives you, giving you pleasure. So there you go. Well, well, yeah, it grates on you. It is not great. G R E A G R A T. You can bring you can blame A and R guy Frankie LaRocca. That's who signed them. <laughs> you know he was knee deep in fucking patchouli and just trying to fucking get with some hippie chick. Here we go. fucking corny and stupid and same it's samey by the way this is one of these things where i don't know why i know this song i guess because it was everywhere it was everywhere and i thought i thought it said i don't want my i don't want to put my princey lover on tv that's what i thought he was saying and he's saying i know what a princey lover's supposed to be is what he's saying that's the lyric what does he say i know what a princely lover is supposed to be <laughs> Too many lyrics, Sean. There's jamming stuff in. By the way, there's this brilliant, and I listened to a little bit of it, so maybe go listen to it if you want to. But there's this, uh, there's this thing like it's it's some it's some sketch group like a UCB type of type of group, and they have a thing on YouTube where they just sing every song, "Happy Birthday," um, any Billy Joel song. They just sing any song with this melody. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's maddening. It's fucking maddening. It's just oh, it's so crazy. God, that sounds like a, a migraine. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it is. It's just like. so funny. Like, hey, hey, do you like two princes? Right. What if you sing happy birthday, the tune of two princes? It's just, also it's, annoying too that like all the all the chodes who would call in to the radio station X would never know that it was called Two Princes. So no. so like it has to that conversation is even longer than it needs to be. You know, like that's annoying too. And by the way, there's there's no interesting story here. It's just like the uh Martin the singer went Mark Barron went to the went to um went to Princeton and he was interested in a girl who was interested in another guy who had a lot of money and a strict father. And so he talked to the guitar player and they wrote a song. And that's it. <laughs> dude, she was right to avoid him. <laughs> she was spot on. Go with that rich dude, bro. I yeah, bet he doesn't wear fucking rich. patchouli. Yeah, he's blaming it on the fucking money. It's at the patchouls, bro. <laughs> Shit. It's his beard. <laughs> Just dumb beard, guy. If he had gone to Harvard, would he have called the song Two Harvardtons? Nice. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, and this goes on for a long time. Like this, you think this is going to get over soon, and it's not. It just goes on and yeah. on. So we're not even close to finish with it. Wait a minute. We're at a minute. And a half in a like a four minute song, and it, it's yeah, just it's, been rolling. And it's five through. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Jesus, why? It's fucking five minutes. I think so. Five twenty one. It's four ten, or maybe we've got the really the, the okay. radio edit or something. Okay, sweet yeah, right. soul it, sister. My it God, keeps going God. on once it's over. Like you're like he's still doing this. <laughs> Goes on once it's over. <laughs> That's a good review. <laughs> I thought like that part about the um. The bridge, you know, the, I don't want to, whatever. I was like, oh, that that's comes near the end of the song because they needed something to break it up. No, that's gone now. So what do we just have the the same riff over and over again now for the next three and a half minutes? Yeah. Go, go back. Now it goes going back into what I'm going to call the verse, although the thing's one groove, the whole thing. Yeah. There are no parts in this song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So annoying. Like, imagine it's like the dude in the frat. Or not even the frat, like a dude who just has an apartment on campus that he shares. It's like a co-ed floor. And he's really into some, frisbee golf. Oh, dude, yeah. And the chooch <laughs> is just there with his jing, 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 on the fucking acoustic that's out of tune. Oh, God damn it. No, he's got yeah, ramen noodles fucking is. inside yeah. it. Oh. It's fucking horrible. It really is a Gross. sneaker where you're like, oh, my God. What <laughs> Yeah, it's it. Aaron made the point earlier, like trying to figure out the name of the song when you're, you know, go to the record store and you right. like why they didn't put "Go Ahead Now" in parentheses after Two Princes, like what, like they always do. Yeah, might as well. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> assholes. <laughs> All right, come on. Look at him jam. And is the, is the drummer just going insane, just playing the same thing? Just like... Same thing. I mean, Damien, you know what I'm talking about? Like, where you're just like, oh, is anything going to happen here? Or am I just going to do this? Like, <laughs> My memory, too, is that they're just grinning like a bunch of fucking assholes well, the entire video. I was going to mention that. <laughs> like, I'm watching the actual music video. And it's... They're doing a lot of sort of antics, like like from a monkey's video or something, where they're running out of a diner. Yeah, this is and, like you know, Nirvana time, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yelling Yeesh. at Joey Ramone as he crosses the street. 
<laughs> yeah, they wish they could be that hip. Exactly, that's cooler than anything. Your, your older friend Kevin or whatever would have Kevin not Sullivan, even ducked still pissed. He would have ran down the alley just as fast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to two princes. Go ahead now, Kevin. So let me tell this story now. So so I'm um, this is two days ago, and I was you know considering songs and what I'm going to do, and I'm on I'm on a walk in Santa Monica, and. Exactly opposite of what Aaron said last week about cities and dust, where it makes you want to go out in the street and fight someone. Right. I, I've got it on speaker and I'm walking and I come around. I, I have two princes on speaker and I'm coming around a corner and suddenly there's a lot of like people with dogs and stuff and I'm just blaring this out of the speaker and I ju- I'm just struggling to turn it off. To like I'm that, just George. struggling to turn it off because I just feel like they're going to think I'm the biggest asshole in the world. And like I just. Right. I don't want to be. I don't want to be associated with this. Like I like. I try to turn off, and I'm crossing the street, like trying to get away from them. Like just, it's the exact opposite of wanting to fight someone in the street. I want to like just get behind a tree or crawl into a storm drain. No, this isn't. I'm not listening to this. I experienced it live. Of like, I didn't know how insidious this song was. I was like, oh, oh my god, I feel terrible with people knowing I'm doing this. Why am I? And doing it never this? ends. Like nothing ever happens, and and every part is equally as annoying and identifiable as this song because it doesn't change. No, so like right. there's not. They like know a cool what you're part. listening to. Yeah. You can't say yeah. I'm just something yeah. else. It's not something else. <laughs> it's only that. Again and again. George is addressing the crowd, and he goes. Uh, it's my buddy's phone. Hey, I just, it's just I don't know what's wrong with this thing. My wife sent me a link. I don't know what. I, I no, it's cool. I have this. a girlfriend. She lives in, uh, in fucking Canada. I just eat the phone. I just eat it. It is still playing in your tummy. It's, it's like Tell me, Rock. No. My stomach, and my throat, and my stomach. It's Chloe. If you want to buy me flowers, go ahead now. I'm in Georgie's tummy. <laughs> right. The stomach acid. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually had a similar experience, but it was I was listening to our show. <laughs> walking into Wells Fargo. I had been listening in the car and then I yeah. turned it off and yeah. I was walking into right. Wells Fargo. Whatever, it must have in my pocket, I must have hit the play button or something. Yeah. And I swear we were on like some <laughs> some riff about and then it fell into my anus or something. Like, <laughs> More keister talk. Yeah. Total keister you're, line you're, walking into Wells Fargo. You're trapped in like some stanchions with a bunch of families who try to get some banking done. <laughs> It's a banking time here. You came in and sort of my, my eight-year-old's ears. Oh, gosh, Donnie. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> monster. Mommy, what's finger blasting? <laughs> so I can't, I can't, I don't know how to turn it off. It's on speaker, I guess. Sorry. Honey, get away from the keister man and go stand by the spin doctor's man. <laughs> the keister man. <laughs> Steve Keisterman. <laughs> He's Austrian. That's our. That's our Aaron Loving's accountant. <laughs> it's like Saul Gingerbreadman. Yeah, he's our attorney. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Steve <All right>. Keister. <laughs> <laughs> he had rad parties. Yeah. <laughs> you going to Keisterman's, bro? Or Keisterman's Just a wall of kegs, bro. Just a wall of kegs. <laughs> oh my God! Damon invited me to a key party. No, a Keisterman party. <laughs> Awesome, I guess. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> All right, here we go. Come on. 
I'm psyched because something different is happening. And, no, it, but it's a lyrical solo. It just sounds yeah, like the same thing. Like, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he'd gone. <laughs> Anything else other than that? Nope. Going to go with the melody. Okay, bow, bow, thanks. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> an asshole. <laughs> Begging you to play something else, Greg. Good choice, Eric Shankman. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. So someone greenlit that solo. Yeah, that was the first take. Frankie LaRocca. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first pass. Is the amp on? <laughs> okay, now we can do it again. <laughs> By the way, nominated for a Grammy, or at least the record was, the album Pocket Full of Kryptonite, nominated for a Grammy that year. For Best New Artist or Jeez. Album? Uh, best Performance by a Rock by a Duo or Group. <laughs> hmm. The fuck does that mean? Well, that's one of the categories, you know. Like, it's you know, dumb. It's the best rock. Group, Only I we guess. can do categories. That's a dumb one. That's a dumb category. By a duo or a group or uh, a man named Murray. <laughs> and, and not surprisingly, their record after this just went in the toilet. A meeting only sold one million copies instead of five. So this one was called a pocket full of crypt tonight, and the second album was called a toilet full of second album. <laughs> <laughs> Full of second album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A cutout bin full of second album. All right. Awful lot of extra. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those songs too that like it's a pro it's remember when we were talking about many, many episodes ago, it was like Dalton and I had a uh, formula about if you if if you can listen back to the song that you've done and you can imagine uh chicks in a cabriolet flying down PCH singing it and smoking Marlboro lights, then you won. You can go and go have lunch now because you did it. You cracked the code. Okay. This is one of those because you can also do that, like anyone could sing a harmony to this and make them feel happy. Suddenly they're like the the little indigo girls, you know, <laughs> and, it, and it fucking means something and it's easy and it's great. So like, that's the code and they fucking cracked it. And it's an awful fucking earworm of a thing that does not change, but that's what it is. It's one of those numbers, you know, it just, it snuck up on Fuckers. me. I was yeah. hoping it would sneak up on you at least, Damon. It's dumb. <laughs> It's a dumb song. It's two and a half minutes, and it feels like it's been on for 27 minutes. Yeah, I refuse to believe we've only listened to it that much. That's <laughs> We're about half abs- done. That's absurd. We just had the solo. We should be closing it out. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He keeps the same thing over and over again. There's more. You didn't get the girl. How much more do we need to hear? I don't remember having any emotional reaction to this song ever in my life, but now that I'm being forced to listen to it, like if you yes. if you walk right. through a casino yep. or something and this is playing, you're just like, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now being forced to, it's a whole different thing where yeah. you want to hide in a gutter. Yeah, right. right. I know. <laughs> George has been there recently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could almost call it torture. You could almost <laughs> call this torture. And, and by the way, very like an odd thing where uh, – some people love it and defend it and, and like the best way of saying it is let's see, it's like the 
VH1, it's on, it's 41 on the VH1 best song of the 90s, and it's 21 on Blender's worst songs ever out of 50. Yeah, that's like weird. It's, it's, right. Yeah, and some people defend it and think it's great, and, and people, and that's the other thing too that one song that I've, that I've noticed a lot on these lists is like, which I don't understand, is I, I love Spandell Ballet's True. I love that song. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's great. And it's on a lot of lists. And I know that that must be generational because I'm like, how can someone hate that song? What? No, it's on a lot of lists. Is the worst song ever. Please, please. And this this one, I know to people of this generation, they're like, what? How can it be on what? And then to others, it's like a complete, it's a a disaster. It's a travesty. It's an abomination. (laughs) It's a fart in a moon suit. (laughs) True is beautiful and perfect. I know that's what I but because others it's not so I don't I don't know but this is a terrible song to us it is <laughs> it is bad it's a dumb song I don't want to listen to anymore but I'm curious to see do they really just play this riff out for the rest of the song because like, yes. like Aaron said they hit the solo already I I mentioned yeah they hit that bridge what else do they can they do at this point they do the same <laughs> verse again they just repeat the verse <laughs> oh it's not even new lyrics nope it's not what a fuck you to us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because they're a jam band. They don't really think about yeah. it's what it feels like. They're not. I'm in a jam right now. <laughs> when he goes, when he goes, it might as well be that. It might as well, I mean, really, it just doesn't. They're just like, let's play for 20 minutes. I mean, four or five minutes is nothing to them. Sounds like a guy who's on a bar stool and he's falling over, but slowly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Mark's on the ground again. Oh, get, get the sawdust out of his mouth. Right. Yeah, as the as the stool is tipping over, he's waving his hands trying to grab his buddy. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, I guess a little bit more, but sure. I, yeah. I, if we cross the three minute mark, I'm going to be super bummed out. Well, Damon, just go ahead now. <laughs> oh, you're going to you. I was going to say that was professional Thank you. broadcasting, but Thank uh... you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a professional a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid bridge again. The other thing yeah. I think that annoyed people just in general, kind of cross-generationally, was he's like this kind of floppy wearing a giant you know, thrift store sweater and he's got that dumb hat and the big beard. I think just his whole presentation pissed people off too. And he really feels like a fucking, like Bennington is the best place to put him because he's, he's, and Bennington is like the most expensive cool next to like MIT. So like you spend a quadrillion dollars for your parents' money and you look like that fucking yabo there. Who's like, not just in a Starbucks, but in like, you know, Kath and Co's fucking coffee shop down the road that like has poetry <laughs> readings and shit. <laughs> That's too much part right there. That's too much part right there where, you know, the, you know, the riff by Budgie in it, this really struck me where you said, Aaron, that, that riff before, right before she says cities and dust, Right, right. That that you that, that that drum thing. You want to go out and fight someone in the street, and that right there we just experienced is exactly right. the opposite. The opposite, right? You want to hide away go. and go. Oh God! It, it, and someone and one of these reviews said, when when that groove starts in the beginning, you're like, oh my God, this is happening. 
and you can't <laughs> stop it. Like this is happening. This is going to happen. It's like a rape. It's like I. This is going to happen now. You're locked this, into it. This is like, going to happen. What, the one Susie <laughs> wants to make me go out into the street and fight eight dudes. Yeah. This wants me to maybe just go into the street and you know come with me. Like I'll probably get hit in a car. <laughs> right. Get hit by a fucking Fiero. I want to hide in the storm drain. In- <laughs> I take a crown Vic to the keister because I'm just lurking in the street. <laughs> and you're kind of okay with it. Yeah, so yeah. I had it coming, dude. <laughs> Turn the song I off. It. I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't belong to this earth anymore. <laughs> I, I'm an asshole. <laughs> the, 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 the fucking votes are in. Just, you know, this is, this is the way I should go. I this is the way I should. This I makes deserve. sense. This feels right. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, come on. I don't know. All right, we're doing this thing. This uh, we just finished this bridge. So this is happening. This is this is happening. (laughs) I'll break it down. (laughs) And I'm not even sure Joey's going to yell at me because it's probably like his favorite drummer or something. But I don't even know if that's real drums. Like the kick drum in particular sounds really processed. You know, right. it's probably tricked out for sure, like looped or something. He played four measures of this, and that was it. Yeah, right. right. Quote unquote <laughs> funk groove. I hate it. I fucking hate it. And it was everywhere at this time. Yeah, just fucking us up. Like we were trying to do driving, fucking kicking ass rock. I think that we even got told something by like it's all about like spin doctors and like loopy style drums. Like fuck off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I've never been one of those guys who like just hates on it or like blames those acts, but like it's it's the temperature that they create is unsettling and frustrating. Yeah. So, all right, I have a pretty long quote here, but I think you guys should bear with me because it, it, it this is one of the other ones that I that I picked out because it's great. Okay, um, it could only have been the work of scrabbly bearded, questionably hated, red eyed stoners. Staggering out of a rehearsal room, convinced they had discovered the missing link between grunge, the Grateful Dead, and Jamiroquai. Blissfully unaware that no one in his right mind was looking for that in the first place. <laughs> Where did they figure the grunge into it? I don't know. I guess the way they looked, maybe? I don't... <laughs> right. Like the sweaters and shit. The quote-unquote heavy guitar? The guitar, right. That was kind of... Because that's not a funk-sounding guitar. But that was such a perfect... Like the quote to me of exactly right. who discussed exactly the way they wrote this song. Right. They're describing a fucking shit ass trust fund group of fuck fight. You know, like they're just <laughs> dumb, lame. Again, it's, it's, I'm sure they're great guys. I, I love that it's questionably Jesus. hated because that's the thing about it. They're not bad guys. They're not hard. They're not Scott Staff from, you know, from right. Creed. They're okay, fellas. If you, they're all right. There's nothing, you know, they're not as, they're not offensive or anything. This, this uh. song is fucking horrible. And it's, and it's too long. Like yeah. you could have fucking, and it, like nothing would have been shit. If it was half the length with the hooks that it has, which it has, it's a fucking earworm. You could have played it twice as much. It's a jam you just band. Cut it in half. It's a jam Stop band. it. <laughs> Two verses solo. Like by the way, solo. Like necessary. What are you no, doing? No. <laughs> Save that for the live show. You're when you're doing this number, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're at three minutes now. So wh- okay, George, where are we I'm going here? I, we, we just broke down with the drums. <laughs> just give me a little more. Just give me a little right, more. Let's see what happens after the drums. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> just go ahead now. We need you. Talk for hours. Just go ahead now. And if you want to come oh. 
the base. <laughs> Stop it. This is happening. I'm getting raped again. Shimini <laughs> oh, Christmas. George, think of our viewers or our listeners. Okay, all right, let it go. I beg you. Yeah, I think think we made made our point here. The point is well made. It's a good choice, George, because I never would have even thought of it. That's how little I think of it. (laughs) It's it's way more offensive than I remember it being. Apparently, I've got a lot of anger about this song. Oh, no. You you don't don't realize it. It really sneaks up right on you. It's just, it's crazy. Agreed. Oh, boy. All right. Well, yeah, then there's still like another minute and change left so that's the biggest slap in the nuts dude the <laughs> fact that there's so much more song left and it's the same song right same marry part. him marry me i don't <laughs> <laughs> asshead just go ahead now go ahead <sighs> i'm gonna go ahead and Jeez. close this down now please do aaron please just play something else <laughs> <laughs> mine's gonna sound awesome compared to that <laughs> <laughs> all right well why don't you walk us up here and walk us up uh this song is uh it's best to just seriously just to play it because it's uh it's it's really wild. Uh, it's from uh, 1974. I think it says 72, but that's not accurate. 72 is when the original version was recorded. Uh, and let's just play it. And this is a real voice man coming to you. Uh, let's let's listen to what it happened. What happens here from a 1974 album? All right. I don't even want to say the name of the album because it's going to ruin it. <laughs> here we okay. go. This was made for radio, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, like when the they're walking on the, the the Italian village and the Godfather. <laughs> they're looking. If you hide, if you're hiding right, that right, boy, yeah, like the out of tune kind of <laughs> trombone. You need to give the boy up. It's better for you. It's better for the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who hides the boy, Vito? Uh, right, Vito you know, Angelini. Him and get him out. <laughs> Do you want to tell George He's what this is? In the saddlebag. This is this is uh, "You're a Lady" by Mr. Aristoteles Savalas from the 1974 Telly Telly Savalas coming at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, the, oh, "You're a Lady" uh, was originally written by a British singer songwriter named Peter Skellern, and I listened to Pete's version, and it's really pretty. It's kind of got it's it's got a it's a fucking melody. He sings it all the way through. Big difference from Telbert. Uh, he sings it all the way through and it kind of has a vibe like, um, like a music hall song, like all those English people from that era yeah. grew up listening to the same music hall songs and all, all English family. It's my impression that all English families had a shit box piano in the corner and everyone knew the same 40 songs. And, and rather yeah. than having like DJs or something, you had a band all the time and there was always a piano there so that the family and somebody knew how to play, you'd stand around and sing the song. So it, it got into their DNA. And this is one of those songs. Now, when you hear a uh, young tell lay it on us, he just talks, <laughs> just talks. And this guy has a really, he's like, he probably fell in love with this song or the producer thought it'd be a good idea because it's a very pretty song. But with in Telly's fat fingers, it, it, it just feels, <laughs> it feels completely unremarkable and really sort of the lyrics that are in the originals has this sort of sweet vibe. And in Telly, God bless him. He seems like a nice guy. This is the battle of the nice guys because by all indication, Telly was a good man. It really sounds like a date rape song. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So let's listen to what ha- what happens here okay. with uh, young Telbert and his message to the woman in his life. Okay. 
And we've got hair polar opposites too here. It's true. <laughs> like, that guy's dumb hair, and then Young Tell with fucking <laughs> too much beard and not any beard at all. <laughs> Chromus Domus. <laughs> all right. Now the evening has come to a close. <laughs> oh, this is like Shatner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just he's not even. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket Man. And I've had my last <laughs> dance with you. So on to the empty streets we'll go. And it might be my last chance with you. Okay, stop it here. Uh-oh. And by the way, all of this is a beautiful melody in the original version. And like, I know that Telly can sing, but the guy's got a very, like a high voice, like uh Donovan-ish kind of voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a very sort of loosey-goosey melody, but it's it's compelling. And so, like, I guess he liked the lyrics, perhaps, and thought, like, this will be good for this voice man to just lay it down. But let's give an idea about what's going on with Telly. Telly Savalas was an actor, and he, he, he was in, like, a movie a year for his entire career, just did a fucking million movies, and then, of course, is most famous for uh, being Kojak. What was disturbing to me is, like, it was five big seasons, and then he came back and did seven I don't know this, but I've read about it. Seven Kojak movies yeah. from the from 1985 to 1990, which means that my entire high school career, there was more Kojak being made. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, you don't realize that, but he did. You're right. Yeah. It was insane. I had no idea. And uh, he, so, like I say, he made a million movies. My favorite one is a title was a spaghetti western that he made in Madrid with Robert Shaw from Jaws, and it's called A Town Called Bastard. <laughs> 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 I love that. I need to get that poster. Um, I want to run for mayor. <laughs> yeah. So like he was, uh, you know, he would tell he was in the service. He got, he got in a horrible car accident. He was, but he was drafted in 41 horrible car accident. He spent a year in a hospital uh, with a shattered pelvis. So he came back and he was a good guy and like such a good guy that when he passed in like uh, 94, it was like, Everyone from his era was there. Angie Dickinson, Frank Sinatra, Don Rickles, his goddaughter, Jennifer Aniston. So yeah, like, right. and then other Hollywood royalty, I wrote down like, like Kevin's Dobson and Sorbo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much it stretched. That's how much, how many people he knew. <laughs> yeah. And so as Telly is a singer, like this is not just one record. So this is his second record, but the album titles are as follows. First one, this is Telly Savalas. <laughs> the second album was, Telly. <laughs> the third album, Telly Savalas. <laughs> and the fourth album, because Kojak is on now, Who Loves You, Baby? <laughs> and then the last album was Sweet Surprise. And then I put, AKA, guess who? It's me, Telly Savalas. <laughs> and so it, it, I, I figured out that like all of the songs are always written by other people, obviously. And, 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 they were hits for the other people. So like he did try to remember from the Fantastics. I walked the line, Johnny Cash, he did if help me make it through the night. And, uh, the, the Baringa line I used today was actually a line. It was actually a song title of his, which is a good time man like me ain't got no business singing the blues. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say that like, let's listen to it a little bit more and let's listen to what he's doing. He's getting into an area because he's doing his spoken word. Where it's like, it's getting to the end of the evening, and this might be my last chance. This is vibe right now. We've done, I've done a lot of talking. I want to get you back into that space. So he's, okay. 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 That's where he's at. 
Aaron, I don't know if you found this in your research, but the album he was working on when he died was called I Broke My Telvis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my you. God. Thank you. That's the best ever. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. That was a fucking layup. I think it's called Ouch, That's My Telvis. <laughs> yeah, damn it. That was just fucking, that was just, just swish. <laughs> it's Damon from the three-point line. We dished yeah, the ball at him. He goes like this. Just dropping, just draining it, just draining it with that one. All right. I had like 20 minutes to come up with that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It was incredible. Okay, play it. All right. So I might as well get it over. (laughs) Jesus. The things I have to say won't wait until another day. Yeah, he's crossing boundaries here, I think. Yeah. yeah All I can think like, about is I might as well get this over with and punch you in the throat. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it feels like he's like, well, like there's a slight chance you may just bolt and not let me take my pants off. So I've started by taking my pants off. Like it sounds like he's already just taking them off, so she's got to deal with him and his fucking loonies. I might as well just put it all out. Just all bald. <laughs> He already looks like a knob, too, you know, God bless, but <laughs> seems like a good guy, but still, this song. So let's listen to a little bit more of where he's going. Here, drink this. I got it from Bill Cosby. <laughs> mm, make sure to drink it all. Sometimes the good part's at the bottom. <laughs> oh. All right. You're a lady. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> Look <laughs> I'm a man. He's trying to sing a bit there. He's like singing a little bit there. Yeah, he's almost singing. He's on the verge of singing. I think Berlin sampled that for that. For that. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a blue movie. I'm a man. I'm a bitch. I'm no slave. <laughs> They're like, you never hear that telly cut, dude? <laughs> oh, I think you're right, Damon. I think they did sample it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> Always made me laugh that that's the guy in Berlin that they chose to sing that song with with Terry Nunn. Like she sounds great, and then they go, "I'm a man." <laughs> He's so dopey with that like half a fucking bullshit mustache. Right. <laughs> you and I have completely different definitions of man. <laughs> I'm your he looked like, look like Corey Feldman. <laughs> Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> Demon's on fire! <laughs> Again from the three-point line. Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go, Telly. You're supposed to understand. Okay, <laughs> you, I, I'm a man. You're supposed to understand. And we know... I have needs. <laughs> yeah, when the other guy sings this part, it doesn't strike me as that. And yeah. I listen to it after listening to this a bunch of times. Like, it, it takes me away to some other place entirely. And I don't want to... I didn't send it to you because I don't want to make this one better somehow. <laughs> yeah. He says, says, I've got needs and you're supposed to understand. You yeah. need to come across. I took you to dinner. Right. I got you some chicken cacciatore. You owe me. Yeah. You better come across. Do you enjoy Drop. the garlic bread or not? I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got my pants off. I know. I want to explain to you how boners work. <laughs> <laughs> And I put I put on for this like in the middle of this rap here. I said I would say that at best, Telly's singing is occasionally pleasant. 
I well, okay, maybe that's coming up because he just hit a really clunker of a note trying no, trying it's to like sing. A clam, it's Clam City, yeah, and like some of the other songs, not this song, like occasionally in his career, he's been able to yeah perform, but like all of this is just like he's doing the hip for the fifties and sixties patter style that was sort of like Rat Pack esque that's immediately misogynistic, and there's just always lurking some racism in there. <laughs> like it's about they're about to fucking make fun of Sammy like in two minutes he's not even in the act right now you know? yeah <laughs> and like and like force Angie Dickinson into a fucking weird corner and take their pants off <laughs> I just what a pitch- trooper she was Angie Jesus I just pictured a marquee in Las Vegas or in an old movie theater and it just says lurking racism <laughs> Frank Sinatra and it it's, it's, it's a starring underneath in smaller letters it says all the people lurking like, racism what do you want yeah yeah you don't you don't bring Joey Bishop in if you don't want to hear some fucking bullshit <laughs> This week only at the Copacabana, it's the Rat Pack featuring colored jokes. <laughs> right. On Juneteenth, just to be dicks. All right. All How these things are often planned to be. You're all- That's a... MacArthur Park arrangement going on in the background. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. It's really like that was giggling about that myself because it sounds overly complicated as far as like a lot of parts going on for what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Now on the original, like it all makes sense because he's doing this beautiful melody and there's all this sort of counterpoint going on, but he's just fucking rambling. Like he's got some Listerine in from the gargle he did. And then some of it's still in his throat <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of holding it in a little bit. And it's the brown Listerine. His, <laughs> yeah. He's throwing his chin out so it doesn't dribble on his tie. <laughs> <laughs> and like with this guy, like here, here's another thing. Like there's some people like it's the actors making records. Now, apart from some winners were like Ricky Nelson, legitimate talent. It makes sense that he did it. But like other people's, like how many were there that were that sold so well, where an entire industry said we've got to do this all the time? They had to have lost an ass ton of money in that mindset because how many other times were they proven right, and how much did they waste? We've had at least a couple on this show. I mean, Bruce Willis yeah, totally. and Don Johnson. I said that like this is exact. This is responsible for that. Oh yeah, you know? it is. Yeah, like like. Jeff Conway's Don't Cry to Me Babe didn't exactly set the world on fire <laughs> with like sales. So like who 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 kept saying, yeah, we got to get actors in like Scott Bayo. No one was bigger than Scott Bayo for a time. Yeah. King Shit of Fuck Mountain stiffed records. David Naughton had a bit of a hit, you know, but like is that paying for this idea? <laughs> like why is it who's paying for the idea? How often did it work? And the like emotional is, cost is even more. I would say that exactly. And like, there is times, and then I said, like, devil's advocate, there are some times some are compelling. So like the Blues Brothers made a compelling record. Uh, I would say that William Shatner's is compelling, The Transformed Man. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It's completely nuts. And then Crispin Glover had an absolutely insane album called The Big Problem, which is like rap. And like, it's it sounds like a man who's ripping his face off. Like, (laughs) it's it's crazy. Does Jack Klugman have an album? <laughs> you know that he did, George. Like, you I say know, that in jest, right. but I, I know, guarantee you I he fucking did. I, I, I was half saying it. Or I bet he does. <laughs> Remember fucking Clint Eastwood? He can barely speak. He had a fucking record. <laughs> like, then there's, like, Scarlett Johansson and people who can actually sing. Like, okay, you can sing. You're, you, you have a good voice in the way that, like, actors are supposed to 
work on the entire package, you know? Yeah. Learn how to do accents, learn how to do these things. It does not mean that you make a record. And again, how much money did they lose? Where was it ever so successful? Was David Hasselhoff so successful that like <laughs> paid for all these clunkers? Ask the Germans. <laughs> Imagine how expensive it was to go down fucking Jeff Conway Lane to make a record. Yeah. Yeah. And what reward? And thanks, Telly. It comes from Telly. <laughs> Jesus. So let's hear some more. We're close to it being the middle, I think, at least. Yeah. <laughs> You're romantic. I'm just a fool. You're the teacher. I've come to school. Do you think he did this more than one time at all? No, there's no way. Right? No yeah, way. Because he's kind. He's not. He's in the verge of singing, like you said. <laughs> it's odd. Question is, did he even listen to the original? It doesn't yeah. appear that he did. Um, <laughs> is he getting anywhere near the melody of the original? No, no. I, I, can't, I have to tell you, it's 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 kind of a nifty little number. It's hard to get the stink of Telly off of it. Mm -hmm. It smells like it smells like fucking a tzatziki sauce. <laughs> but he, uh, but but like the guy is doing, the guy is going to work. He's doing this very pretty sort of again like a Donovan kind of melody. Okay, I was shocked to hear how sort of cool it was. Right after listening to this, baklava. <laughs> it is baklava. All right. Here I sit and hope that you'll love me. Yeah, so he's at her place and he's not leaving until he gets what he wants, right? Yeah, no. so now he like sat, he, he took his pants off, this is my image, he took his <laughs> pants off and sat down bare ass onto her piano bench that has like car, that has like felt on it or something. And she's like, oh, Telly. I gotta get him off of there. <laughs> you're killing me, Telly. At the very least, get off of that, dog. Oh, God. <laughs> Lean against the fucking ottoman or something, dude. <laughs> my, mo my mother made me that pillow. <laughs> my grandmother embroidered that pillow. <laughs> On her deathbed. <laughs> she always dreamed that a big hulking fucking homunculus bald man was going to be sitting on it, trying to fucking make out with my daughter. She, she made that for me. It says home sweet home. And now literally half of it is up your ass. <laughs> half of it is in your asshole. It's inside of your butt. Thanks, Telly. Now it says home sweat home. <laughs> More like Tushy Tussavalas, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> God damn it, it's a disaster. <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit more of it. He's just resigned, moping Hard around. To yes, I agree. But then I've got to know. He's also reminding me of Mike fucking Douglas. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the spoken yeah. word bullshit. It's just that change right there felt like that was just post-rape. Like, the rape is over now. He's trying to talk <laughs> yeah. Or he just fucking, yeah, he just fucking did a pre-nut, and now he's all morose about it. <laughs> right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's better. That's better. <laughs> and it's her fault, by the way. <laughs> Talking, philosophizing. You're about supposed it, to like... understand my pre-nut. <laughs> <laughs> on your on, the, on your lovely pillow. <laughs> <laughs> just wait, just wait. Don't talk to me around. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I can get it back. I can get it back. Come on, Telly, you can do it. <laughs> hey, I'm not asking you to marry me. 
Whoa! Yeah, clearly that's not what he's in. I'm not in. asking you, hey, Randy. I just want to. I just want to make it. I'm not like that Peter McGregor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just want to make it. <laughs> so I want to make it so bad that I've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> I hand painted my cucumber. <laughs> kisses after that one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just a little love to show. He also thinks he's doing a Barry White thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's really in love yeah. with, the, with the gravitas voice. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got the voice for like commercials and stuff, but dude, you're not Barry White. Calm down. Yeah. yeah, he's and he's yeah, that, he's meandering. Right. There's nothing. He's not putting it together in any kind of rhythmic way because it's a, a floaty melody. So he's just sort of laying it down and doing whatever the fuck he wants. Yes, you have a deep voice. Yeah, but a deep voice does not Barry White make. I'm sorry. Oh, nothing. Barry White had great fucking songs too. Right. Right. Yeah. Great music that sounded like fucking. You know. Yeah. They just did. Yeah. And yeah. this this sounds like this sounds like garbage. <laughs> sounds like street trash. <laughs> oh, I know I could make you happy. Now he's just mumbling. I don't even know what he just said. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't follow any of this. It's just... got a, I got a fairly good idea. I could make you happy. I mean, not right now. Later, somehow. You have any uh, uh, any protein? Uh, <laughs> just gonna take a nap. Chicken strips or something. <laughs> <laughs> Get a five piece or anything. <laughs> Just something to get me going. <laughs> so the things I have to say won't wait. What an asshole. Another day. Another day. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. You're a lady. I'm a man. <laughs> You're supposed to understand. No, because she's not a man. She doesn't understand. You're, you're blue I guess this is the refrain. <laughs> He's such a dope. How these things are often planned to be. Did he say meant to be? You're a lady. I'm a man. You're supposed to understand how these things are often planned to be. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of lyrics and a lot of nonsense. He's really just saying, "I already took my pants off, so let's go." <laughs> I have a boner. Yeah. I didn't plan this, but hey. <laughs> what are we going to do about this? You shouldn't have looked at me like that over the fucking chicken cacciatore. I don't, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did get the chicken cacciatore, by the way. It's an yeah. expensive dish. <laughs> yeah, yes. Right, yeah, right, yeah. You're romantic, and I'm just a fool. You're a what? Yep. You're romantic, I'm just a fool. Now he's telling her what she is. Right, right. Because he's trying to get it to the point where she goes, you know, you're in control. You you know, you you get it. You get it. So like she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But he just you just keep saying that, no, you get me. You get it, how it is. And they go, okay, I guess. Every woman listening to this right now, like all two of them who listen to our show. Sure. What's up, ladies? They're having PTSD. Like, this is what guys do. It's just to wear you down. Yeah. And by the way, they're in that same fucking dorm room we were just fucking talking about. Where like... <laughs> Chet Swarthow's playing that, yeah, just playing that stupid fucking guitar. And there's fucking ramen all over the place, and like four dudes just going, "Hey, you know, take my pants off." They all share the same nightmare. Yeah, Bennington boners. 
This nightmare is the same nightmare with just a bald head or a ski cap with little with little danglies on it. <laughs> yeah, they're, equal, they're equally <laughs> shitty. <laughs> You're the teacher. I've come to school. I come to school. Yeah. You're the teacher. Because he's like saying, school, is it, he's you know. now, he's brilliantly going now, hey, this is your idea to screw. Right. You know, he's You've turned it this. into a thing. You have done this. You've done this. Yeah, you're, you're, you're into yeah. it. And by the way, that's a great idea. Let's do it. She's like, I didn't fucking say anything like that. Weirdo. Put yeah, your pants he, on. He's sort of patronizing her too. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the teacher. I'm just the student. So. This isn't my fault. Right. This is what <laughs> happened. Yeah. You have to do something about it. And, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if, if the pants people wanted them to stay on, you know. They wouldn't have created buttons. Look, I wish I could suck my own dick. I do. But I can't. <laughs> as I stand before you as a Greek man, I wish I could do that. There are two mouths in this room and only one will reach. <laughs> You're supposed to understand this. <laughs> All right, we're, we're closing in on the end here. Now, can I make this point? Remember how uh, this is kind of off the topic of him about to, you know, violate this woman. But um, do you remember when we were talking about young Damon being confused by run Joey run and run Joe run? Yes. Yes. Filed under the same category. Why did they name his show Kojak when there just had been a show called Kolchak Night Soccer? Right. Right. Did oh. that bother anyone else when we were kid when you were kids? It was it was similar, but he was just so iconic looking that it stood out as this different thing. I think the other thing was I get your point, but that other one was such a like a uh, it was Monsters of the Week. It was kind of like a, pre- yeah. a precursor to X right. Files. He was a like a, mm-hmm. a supernatural investigator, private investigator. Was it like Vic Morrow? No, it was Gavin, uh, the guy from from Christmas Story. Gav- what was his name? Uh, Gavin something. Anyway, the dad from Christmas Story. And I like him. He's a great actor. And I, it was probably a better show than Kojak, actually. But why did they name it Kolchak and Kojak? It just it made me so, – because when, when Kojak would come on, I'm like, is this the guy who fights monsters? <laughs> fights Draculas? He's out there fighting Draculas? Is it a shortened Greek? I don't know the answer to that. Because he was Theo. Yeah. Like he was Kojakius Theopolis. or whatever. Yes, Theopolis. Yeah. He was Kojakius or something, right? Like that, I mean, I'm guessing, right? Right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. They may have brought it up to him. He goes, hey, baby, look, who's going to confuse it? Yeah. Look at me. You're supposed to understand. Can't you see I'm talking to the lady right now? <laughs> I got a sucker in my pants off. What? <laughs> Who loves you, baby? <laughs> I've watched a couple of Kojak episodes, and they're a lot of fun, actually. Now, are you uh, saying Kojak Telly Kojak? Yeah, I- yeah, Kojak Telly is is a fun show to rewatch now, yeah. especially oh, okay. if you're experimenting with things. Yeah. yeah, it's a very fun show because he's he's a character, you know. For he's sure, great. and he's also a good actor. I mean, Telly Savalas is, is is fucking a talent. Uh, but but like the other show is is, is probably more interesting, Kojak. Yeah, but it's kind of a uh, 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 niche where this one is like just crime drama with this character, so it's easier to. Sort of have fun with. If you ever want to see Telly with hair, watch that Twilight Zone episode he was in. Right, with the Talking Tina. Talking Tina, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Fucking Telly, dude. It's great. It's fucking great. A Town Called Bastard. (laughs) A Town Called Bastard with Robert Shaw. (laughs) All right, we got a few more seconds here. I guess it's done, right? Right. Here I sit and... Oh, on your grandma's pillow. It's a fade out on a fucking spoken word. <laughs> I don't know why that gets me so much, but like it's it's weird. Like 
totally you, weird. You're either doing it or not. What are you doing? It almost feels like, well, if you're not going to sing, we're just going to go ahead and turn it out. Just, just forget. <laughs> are you sit. You're not going to. Talk back button. Are you sitting? You're not going to. You're not. Okay. All right. This whole thing. This is the whole thing. That's right. fine. Maybe that, I, that's fine. We're finished. It's fine. I guess. Yeah, Telbert. We're just getting on the next song. I guess I, I've had it with this. Fading out. Okay. You remember that song we played for you like five minutes ago, right? <laughs> with the guy singing. You're not going to do that. You're all right. You're, okay. No. No interest in that. All right. You're, you're a real voice man. All right, dynamite. You're a real voice man. <laughs> so that's tell. That's Telly. Uh, my 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 Greek my Greek tragedy. Telly Savalas with your lady and. Spin Doctors with Two Princes. What say you, Damon? <laughs> what say me? What do I say? All right, well, let's see. Where am I leaning on this one? Because they're both... I think I could have more fun with the telly song in my life. Right, right. You can listen to it. Forward. You go, you got to like hear this. You'd like, like, you could play it for someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the same level you do William Shatner, right. you wouldn't get the same reaction. It just doesn't... He just was trying to do something and it failed on all levels. Right. He didn't sing and he didn't really talk it that well. No. And, it, no. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's not as fun as William Shatner would be or, or and stuff like that, but it still is not, hasn't done the sort of societal damage and, and, and sort of weird choice to have that song be five minutes long. So it's, it's just way too much of the same thing over and over again. Right. And a lot Jam of people band. liked it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess this week, George is going to take it again. Hello. With, with uh, the the spin doctors, so um, here we go. It's a my plum. Friend. It's a turd plum. Go ahead, just go ahead, just go ahead. Baklava, 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 baklava. Just go ahead and. Oh. All right, those those are fucking terrible. I do enjoy the uh, the run on Telly, uh, and what, what he was going through, <laughs> and what his moves were. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was yeah, that was good. And and whenever the whenever someone a man is saying to a woman, you understand, it's <laughs> there's trouble brewing for sure. Trouble oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by by the way, it just in in the eighties, I remember. Going for a period of time, for some reason, hanging out at like the Universal Sheridan. That's where his bar and, was, Telly's. Yeah, his bar with there was a bar called Telly's yeah, there, the one that's right? right up on the right as you drove up, right? Yes, right, yeah. yes. And so he had a bar there, mm-hmm. which I never saw him at, but I remember going into Telly's, fucking <laughs> Telly's, and maybe like he was like the spokesperson for like the Players Club in Get Vegas or club. something. Like, Get this card, yeah, baby. right. Get the points, baby. <laughs> Forty thousand points. Or, yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god! It was. He seems like a funny guy to be around because I think that my vibe on him is that he also was. He got it. He got the joke, mm-hmm. and was just having fun, you know. So like, big ups to him. There's there's versions of these guys where like, God bless it. The you know, I'm so sad that Bruce Willis is so sick. It's, it's awful, and like Bruce Willis has given me so much joy in a lot of uh, you know TV and film work, and I love him. I fucking love Bruce Willis, but god damn it, like. The fucking record is so yeah. so fucking awful and so little care put into it. And like you don't feel like he gets the joke and you feel like he's being an asshole about it. And I don't get that with Telly. Yeah. Like there's the difference there is that, I think. So Yeah, and Jennifer Anderson, if you're out there, um tell us some story. Come come on. Yeah, come on the show. What are you about, afraid uh, of? Yeah, tell us about Godfather Telly. Come on, tell <laughs> tell us about, you know, 
some funny telly stories. Tell us some telly tales, if you will. You, you know, yeah, telly tales. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's Greek Thanksgiving, whatever that is. And, but George had know. two princes in his tummy. Now he's got a telly in his tummy, too. <laughs> Help us, Damon. Help us with something Begging. now, okay. please. Get Majel. Get the... Begging. Yeah, let's, let's clear this out here. Sorbet. Sorbo. For that Sorbo. Oh, so fresh feeling. Yeah, thanks, Majel. All right, so I have a song for you guys. You know, not too long ago, I played you a song from the 1960s decade, and I'm I'm mm. dipping back in there to again. What do you think of that? It's <laughs> your choice, baby. And it's interesting that we played that Spin Doctor song because this has the same kind of like joyous stupidity. <laughs> this song, where it's just kind of like the same thing over and over again, but. I don't know. It's kind of like because it's the era, the song itself. It's just fun. I, this song is stupid. I'm not. I don't expect you guys to think this is like a deep song or anything. But uh, it's just a, it's a fun single from a kind of psychedelic rock band from from Britain. And I'll tell you a little more about it as we go here. And I'll send you some lyrics too, just because I like to do that. And uh, I'll I'll start the song and then send that over. So here we go. Going back to 1968. Nice. Okay, so I sent you the lyrics. <laughs> what is this? What is it's this? Ridiculous. I'm, bobbing my, I'm bombing my head to it. It really, it really is one of those kind of toe-tapping songs. In fact, at one point uh, during the uh, the chorus, or at some point in the song, they start going... <laughs> which it has to have that, right? It has to have yeah, can claps. Yeah, exactly. It's what 60s hand claps. Yeah. And, uh, okay, this is a song called Jenny Artichoke. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it's Jenny Artichoke. And it's... Uh, I sent you the lyrics, and uh, it's by a band called Kaleidoscope, and not to be confused with the U.S. band Kaleidoscope, and you'll never confuse them because you don't know either no. one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused about how you found this. How do you know, like, where did this come into your life? Well, here's the thing about Kaleidoscope, the U.K. version. I'm not going to talk about Kaleidoscope the U.K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like Wham U.K., sure. Yeah. Um, they were more of a, quote, psychedelic band. They have killer pop sensibilities, but there's a lot of more uh, psychedelic stuff. And by that, I mean the sort of like early Pink Floyd psychedelic or Stone's uh, Satanic Majesty psychedelic or that kind of thing, mm, right. as opposed yeah. to the really like heavy acidy kind of stuff. And so I was hanging out with a buddy years ago and he was really in any sort of psychedelic music he could get his hands on. He would always introduce me to stuff. And this is one of the bands that he, that he played for me. And I, I love probably a dozen of their songs, but I don't think you guys would groove on them as much as this one, because this is a, an anomaly for them. It's a very like that thing you do kind of right. swingy pop song, yeah, it you is. know? Yeah. And so that you're not probably getting much uh, psychedelic in here at all, except for the lyrics, I guess, kind of, but, but it's more of like a garage kind of band, right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a yeah. It sounds like a, a garage bar band, bar bar band, like CD bar band. Yeah, and for such a hippy dippy psychedelic band, that's super crunchy guitar sound. Yeah, it is a weird fucking uh, tone 
It's it's very like wah, wah, it's wah, almost B fifty twos, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy, it really is a B fifty twos precursor. This is like that that act. They must know about these guys. There's no way they don't. Yeah, yeah, and and there's also I think a kind of distorted acoustic going on underneath it too, which is probably giving it another tone. Right. Mm. But uh, I just love the lyrics. So far, he said uh, Jenny Artichoke fella singing. I thought it was a gal. No, no, it's a guy. Okay. Uh, lived in a boat down by the sea with her baby <laughs> and she didn't know much about anything but she was oh so nice to me jenny artichoke lived in a boat dressed like a queen you should have seen and she didn't care much about anyone but she was oh so nice to me so yeah you're kind of tripping lightly into the psychedelic stuff you know mm-hmm. and so listen to this chorus it's, it's fucking great here we go I mean, <laughs> I love the fire, fire. Yeah, climbing up a flagpole, looking through a porthole, like Pippi Longstocking or something. Right, you know? right. It's like SpongeBob with her hair on fire. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming he's implying she has red hair. Right. But um, it's just joyously stupid. This song. That's what I love about it. And you can't help but, like George said, like just sort of nod your head to it and tap your toe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> God damn it! It's the B-52s. Oh Jesus yeah, Christ. <laughs> you always wonder like where did that come from? Because like I think we've talked about that before on the show. Like, how the fuck does that exist? Right. Yeah. Like, how did the B fifty twos on this planet? Where did they get all those things together? And this is kind of that vibe. Like, it's this is a the same kind of grabbing from every kind of style of music to make really fun dance music. Yeah. You know that's what this is, and that's what it's they like. Do. Theater nerds listened to this and had the B fifty twos. Yeah, it's a good call. <laughs> All right, now this is my favorite line in the whole song, just because it's it's ludicrous, but it works perfectly. And I'll, I'll even say it to you before we get to it. Jenny Artichoke lived in a boat, hair buns above, she was in love. <laughs> How do you call it? Hair buns above. I fucking love it. Here oh, we go. so like, yeah, so she's got her hair like Princess Leah style and above yeah. meaning on her head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe even like a an old maid kind of hair hairstyle mm-hmm. or something, right? Right. Psychedelic. Yeah, exactly. And that's with yeah. psychedelics, like, or psychedelic music and imagery, there was a lot of Victorian, like, kind of those big coats they would wear and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they would go to guys in the 60s, like Jimi Hendrix would go to old thrift stores and buy old frock coats and stuff, you know? So, yeah, right. hair buns above, to me, almost sounds like an old Victorian old maid or something, you know? It's funny mm-hmm. that they're doing, they're, they're, they're doing a clear psychedelia influence, but they're not doing any of the tropes, though, either. They're just, they're being odd as opposed to, the urge is probably to do like say things like plasticine and all the shit that the yeah. Beatles would do, and yes. I haven't caught them doing that yet. So they're just being odd and like non sequiturs. It's funny you say that because I I made a list of just a handful of their other songs, which where they were they were trying to do that. They were trying to be Pink Floyd, or you know any of those kind of psychedelic bands. And and so here here are the, some of the songs: Mister Small, the Watch Repairer Man, <laughs> Feathered Tiger. And then parentheses, further reflections in the room of percussion. Dear Nellie Goodrich. You know, so they were just doing, they, they were of that time. I, I like a lot of those songs I just named to you. I think you guys might be sort of rolling your eyes a bit, but your point stands that like, yes, they did try to be that band a lot. In this song, they're not. They're just going straight for pop. In fact, it's funny. I think you mentioned Donovan earlier, mm-hmm. but um, I read, there's just not a lot of information about this song, the band really either, but this song in particular, there's, all I know is it was a single. It was it wasn't on any of their original albums. It's I think it's on their on uh, compilations now. But um, 
the, all I read was that they were trying to sound like Donovan in the song, meaning his his more kind of j- joyous songs like uh, I don't know. First, there's a mountain. If you backed off that fuzz guitar, it would be yeah, like that. right. So you can hear a Donovan influence in here for sure, but yeah. uh, it's just to me this is like really just a garage band song coming from a psychedelic band, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so here comes that mm-hmm. hair buns above line. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny asked if Joe lived in a hotel buns above. She was in love and I didn't give a care about anything. But she was ever so nice to me. Jenny, climbing up a flagpole. Jenny, looking through a porthole. Jenny, with the hair on fire. How could anyone ever pass by her? I love the fire. That's the best. Hair on fire. <laughs> fire pass by ya. Awesome. You know what, Damon? It's, it's no surprise to me that you would find a number like this, and because this reminds me of like probably Polly and other so- songs of yours that are that are playful in this same kind of way. Oh, right. It sounds like it's, it could have been a you song very easily. It's always clever wordplay and uh, a, a jaunty, fun melodies with like a weird sort of undertone of something either strange or freaky you know it sounds like a u jam i like it a lot cool all right so they're gonna i think you hear that the hand claps kick in you know and then and then at the end of the hand clap bit they go down it's almost like i feel like you know if you especially if you listen in the headphones it sounds like they had recorded one chunk of the song and didn't really know what to do with it and then some producer (laughs) someone came along and just edited the whole song at the end of itself (laughs) because they they repeat all the the uh the first verse and chorus and stuff and it kind of ends it's still only like a two and a half minute song or so but uh it just feels like an edit job in, in a 60s studio when they're like, well, we need another single from Kaleidoscope and they only all we have is this little chunk. It's about a minute long. Make it two and a half by, you know, clipping it together. So that's what they did. Exactly what they did for One Step Beyond. Oh, that did is, they? Yeah, that whole thing. That's, uh, it's, they, uh. they made it and like the band didn't even want to do it. It was just like an intro thing that they used to do live on stage. But their producer just added like two, three times the song. <laughs> it's the same song, same chunk. <laughs> so this, uh, when it breaks down, you also gonna it's gonna solo down to the guitar again. You can hear that nice chunky B fifty two sound again by itself. So here we go. God, that's fucking Ricky Wilson. That's that's the greatest call ever, George. It's like that's that's exactly what's fucking going on. He probably got the same weird thing where like it's like three strings or whatever Ricky would do. Yeah, yeah, it's really freaky. Yeah, wow. And that that, so, <laughs> that that chorus where she's climbing up a flagpole and like looking through a porthole, it's almost like a, a TV theme from the 60s of this kind of yeah. like that girl or somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is he like Gidget? Right, yeah. She's just always... She, 
right. <laughs> poking your head into the camera, right? <laughs> All I can think of is that it makes me feel like this is what's good about it. It makes me feel like that there's um, that there's go-go boots, um, a beach, and one of those cars that also can go in the water and become a boat. <laughs> Lotus. <laughs> and that and and that we're having fun. That's it. That, that's it. the whole thing's fun. She's wearing one of those bucket hats that goes over her face and yes. has the sunglasses yes. in the hat. <laughs> yeah, the cat's eyes, sunglasses, and they're all in the you know, and they just driving and like, oh my god, the the car just became a boat. What? What? <laughs> and then just keep going, and they're waving it at us, and it's just so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So look now, now let's compare and contrast. Like what the spin doctors were trying to be was this fun kind of thing that just goes on and on and on. Like no. you're doing it wrong, dude. You should be listening to the scope. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Scope UK. It's fucking violent films too. My God. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, it's right. added up, dude. Right. What I love about the the hand claps is that someone said, "Hey, can we make this song any more fun?" And someone, <laughs> I have an idea. Yeah, you know that right. it does. That makes it more fun. Yeah. Suddenly, I didn't think it would be possible to make it more fun. <laughs> but it is now. Yeah. Because yeah. some guy <laughs> just brought maraschino cherries to the fucking cocktail party. <laughs> yeah! right, there you go. Put these. Put these in your drink. I'm just telling you. It's gotta be great. Yeah. Speaking of of arriving at the at the party, if George was of this generation, he wouldn't be walking in with a boombox playing the Gap Band, obviously. Because there wouldn't be a gap band or a boombox for that matter, but no. he would walk in with like a, a Radio Shack cassette player playing this song, and the party would start. Girls in go-go boots followed me everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody, sit down. We're gonna watch my haircut. <laughs> Performance art in the sixties. Warhol would have loved you, dude. Like what you did was such a Warhol move. Yeah, sit down and watch a guy get a haircut <laughs> in the same way that he did. Like we're going to show the Empire State Building for twenty four hours. Who's <laughs> George going to watch him get a haircut? Well, that's what George would have to do right. to, to yeah. transform himself back then. Yeah, you, you were going from a short like crew cut into a long beetle cut, so people just had to sit there and watch George's hair grow. Yeah, to evolve. That's it. Yeah, so that you could be a hipster. That would be that would be total Warhol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Alright, we got like 30 seconds left. Charity. Here we go. Okay. There we go. Jenny Artichoke by the Kaleidoscope, uh, 1968. Wow. God damn it. Good choice. (laughs) Made me feel better. (laughs) That's the point of the sorbet, isn't it? (laughs) Sometimes it's just good to have a a dumb, fun song, you know? Agreed. Agreed. Especially when you're trying to wipe the image of Telly's bare buns on your your piano bench. On On your grandmother's pillow. (laughs) Family heirlooms. (laughs) Family no hair looms. Nice. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I got to stop now. Yeah, the Zoom may be shitty today, but you are not affected by it uh, uh, with your no. puns, Dave. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm getting carried away at this point. I think I'm hungry. You're draining them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's what, episode 54, I guess, right? Yeah, in the can. With uh, <laughs> can. Aaron Loathing, the Gitmo Bros, we uh, continue to be the number one rockers forever. Not number two. Not no. negative one. We're always positive number one. We're a positive <laughs> force in, in the country, in the universe. And I'm positive of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, let's uh, say goodbye to everybody, and uh, we will welcome you all back next time on episode 55. And say goodbye, boys. Bye. Goodbye. Ear and loathing. I thought we were going to canoodle, but then I got diddled. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I don't I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next time for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye.